September 2nd, 2020, the Dynasty Time redraft has happened. And we are here to recap it all. Scott here with Dan and Logan once again. How's it going, boys? We are the dynamic duo, I think, at this point. There's three of us, so. Well, I mean, Logan and me. Sense. You're you're the you're the stalwart. Well, I'm not a part of this crew. No, you're the leader of the crew. That's true. But Logan and I are like dumb and dumber that come in to share our two cents or more. I mean, I got a lot of sense to share tonight. I'll be honest, guys. Um, but mostly, how freaking amazing was that draft? Because that was fantastic. From start to finish, everything about it was great. So I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty good with how it went. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel? I don't think anybody complained about how long it was. Yeah, taking. that's a first. Uh, I mean, people wanted to lower the timer, but as expected, then everyone missed their pick. So we had to undo picks. So I think it got actually slower after we moved it. Um, yeah, it was a great draft. The Zoom worked. We should do that every year. Why don't Why don't we do that in the past? It's because we didn't have COVID before to teach us all how to do Zoom happy hours and realize that it's okay to just video chat with people. For I think fun. it was much awkward, much more awkward in the past for some reason, and now we're just used to it. So, I mean, the best part about the Zoom though was listening to Luke and his fiance try to plan their wedding and forget that they weren't muted, which is pretty great. Definitely the best part of the draft. Uh, I have a question. Uh, you guys are from Wisconsin. Don't you know, like, the knee-high by 4th of July thing? Even I know that. You, you know, I and feel they thought, for... They thought there was going to be corn? I, I, I don't think they... I think what the, the truth is, in all seriousness, and, and I know they're not alone with this, is they tried to, like, plan a wedding in the age of corona. Yeah. Um, with all of the weddings from this year getting pushed into next year, and all of those weddings kind of getting stacked up on top of each other, it's really, really tough to try to secure a venue and to plan a wedding and deal with all of that. And so you find places that you love when you're planning on getting married in September and things kind of fall apart on you. So it was, while it was funny, I do, I do feel for him and I don't like to uh, um, be too kind to Luke about anything. Um, so I don't want to like feel too sorry for him, but they're in the tough spot and they're not alone in this, unfortunately, given the world the way it is. So I hope it works out for them eventually. Nice thoughts. Agree. You know, I'm glad just, I'm not planning a wedding during COVID. It's, you know, it's the big brother in me coming in. That's yeah. what it is. That's literally the nicest thing I've ever heard Logan say in his entire life. Because usually not when anyone. he speaks to me, he's a giant. No, I have person. nice things to say. I have nice things to yeah. say about you. It's just not as fun. True. I, I hear you on that. Being an asshole is way more fun. Exactly. Dan, what did you think of the draft? Draft was great. Uh, this is the first year I've ever had challenges with the site, but I still thought it was great. It was easy to figure out. The fact that you're in total control is enormous. I mean, I just did a Yahoo draft last night, and it sucked. Um, and it actually took – it was an eight-team league, and it took just as long as this one. Well, Not that that's all on the site, but even with all the changes and shit, super quick changes, you figured it all out so fast. I mean, yeah, fortunately, I don't really like my team, but the draft <laughs> overall was fine. Fortunately, at this point, I know what buttons to push for the most part. Um, yeah, I think it went pretty smooth, uh, except for the people that didn't know there was a draft. So 
shout out to them. I assume if they didn't know there was a draft, they're not listening to the podcast. So, uh, guys, wow. What do we think about just not knowing there's a draft happening? Yeah. Should we feel bad? No. Or do we say it's, it's inexcus- like it's it's inexcusable. I'm sorry. I don't know these people well enough to actually like talk shit to them. Um Fancy which football. Probably, you can talk but shit. You will anyway. Which is, which is probably why the two of you and like my brother get the brunt of my like my rudeness here. It's like you're comfortable to do that. Yeah. But what the hell? <laughs> I got nothing. My favorite part was Lance texting back during the draft. Oh, I had no idea or something. Well, all three and, of them uh, said they had no idea. Um, and different levels of engagement. Like, Laverty's always in, so I feel like he – I was most surprised by him. Um, but, yeah, guys, I, I just don't feel bad. No. Lav, Lav I've made it very clear. Get on the slack. Lab at yeah, least got in and joined the yeah, call. For sure. So, you know, he, he salvaged he salvaged the team. Uh, but if if you weren't on the Slack before, there you go. You should get on there because I wasn't joking when I said announcements were going to be made there. Um, but, yeah, moving on from there. Uh, yeah, good draft. Quarterbacks didn't go as early. That's my biggest takeaway. I, I thought it was going to go earlier. Um, Mahomes dropping quite a bit that was a surprise yeah i think i think we made assumptions based on going to a two quarterback league but i think anyone who spent a little bit of time kind of looking at the actual scoring projections and modeling out a little even a little bit of like where we thought things could go realized that we really did a number to qb scoring and so if you were paying attention between that and the half point first downs, um, I guess I'm not totally surprised. Um, I was surprised, at least from my perspective, when it came back around all the way through, that there were still top quarterbacks there on that end of things. Like which Russell kind of threw, Wilson. Yeah, or <laughs> even all the way down into like the fifth or sixth round when I took Josh Allen. I yeah. like never in a million years thought that, that would happen. And so I was planning on going like a, just a no quarterback route just cause. And then suddenly I ended up with two of, at least in my list, the top six, because it was just there. So we'll find out what strategy was best very, very quickly, but it's just interesting how it all played out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm just looking at, you got Josh Allen, the first pick of the fifth round, which I mean, I don't know. I don't think it was actually, I hear you. I thought for sure Mahomes would go top five because I think even with the number we did on the scoring, those top few quarterbacks are more valuable. But, I mean, either way, this is the earliest quarterbacks that have ever gone by a long shot in this league. Three in the first round, two in the second. So, I don't know. Right there, yeah, there were – a bunch in the third or... – yeah, third Actually, and fourth, no. there were four more. There were none in the third? Or, yeah, a couple in the third. Um, yeah, but I think – so we'll see. I mean, maybe the first down scoring is not even necessary. Maybe it is. Because I don't know. I mean, I look at my team. I'm not thrilled with my quarterbacks. Um, who do I even have? <laughs> but I think – just Wentz, to interject, but, 
interjecting on the draft the quarterbacks. Still, fifteen quarterbacks went in the first five rounds. That's pretty Just crazy. A lot more, yeah. Which That's does the crazy. job we wanted, right? Which was exactly move up. It um, does. But yeah, I, I, mean, I have Garoppolo and Taylor as my backups. They suck. They're still probably good super flex spots, right? Um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, when you think about super flex, I mean, you're going to be flat in flex as well. You're going to be looking for touchdowns, and quarterbacks have the best chance to get touchdowns, you know, of any position, right? So that's that's going to be the to me the one metric you look at. Um, and then also, just since we mentioned it, points for first downs, which I know some were. <laughs> you all right? Some, yeah, I'm just sorry. I I have a, a stutter issue that I'm working through. Um, and there's some, you know, some national figures that are helping with that. Um, yeah. But he's a uh, he's, he's, <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. was a good man. <laughs> Name that movie. Um, no, that the half points for first downs, you know, everybody knows that I was a proponent for going to, well, not a proponent, but throw the idea of going to full point PPR, which I don't think anybody likes full point PPR because it rewards, you know, one yard catches, negative, you know, yard catches, et cetera. And I think the, the half point first down is going to be a perfect blend. Like we said on the, on the draft of, of, uh, you know, rewarding positive yardage catches, if you will. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be a perfect blend. The draft did what we thought we would with 15 quarterbacks going up early in the first third of the draft. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the interesting part was that there are 15 quarterbacks going in the top five rounds probably felt about right. I guess I expected 10 of those 15 to be in the first two rounds. I think that's kind of like where I thought it would be versus where it ended up. So I think it'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting. The other thing that I like, I noticed, and I don't know, as I, I look across the league, are there really only like five good running backs in the entire NFL? Is that, is that where we're at these days? And that probably cha- it probably influenced draft thinking as well, passing on the quarterback, because if you don't get one of those running backs, you're, you're hurting. Big time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It did. And I think, I mean, you can see that with, you know, so, you know, I don't know, let's see, I'm going to count it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine running backs in the first round, which two of which were Austin Eckler, myself, and Aaron Jones, which not that those are bad players, but they're not on the most, you know, solid running, I guess. Well, Aaron Jones was phenomenal last year, but they also have two other running backs and Austin Eckler's on a shitty team. So it felt that those were a little bit reaches. And then you had, I took Mixon early in the second and then, you know, Edwards Hilaire, which no one knows anything about as an early second round pick. You just felt like you had to get one of those top 10 running backs Otherwise, you're you're screwed. Um, well, and you, and you look at the teams who didn't get running backs: Ultimate Warriors, Sea City, Boston, Freelancers. Sure, they have they have really solid players elsewhere, but like, I mean, what are they gonna like put out there? I'm trying to figure out like what that what that starting lineup looks like for them, and I'm I, I honestly have no idea. It's not good. Like, that's going to be their struggle all year. And and maybe it works out. Maybe one of these players hits. But, I mean, who knows? I think 
I think one of the big benefits, obviously, of the Superflex now is that your running backs don't have to be like your two best players or two of your three best players, right? You could hypothetically have your running back be your third best and your sixth best player now uh, because you have maybe two really good quarterbacks that get you points in the quarterback in the super flex spot. So you're not, there's not quite as much pressure to have two really good starting running backs. Yes. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. But we're like, are, is it like, is what freelancers going to be able to make up by not having any quarterbacks and not having any wide, like running backs just by having Michael Thomas and Julio Jones? Like, is that going to, like, do it for him? Like, yeah, I have my doubts. I think it depends on how much you like Julio this year. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I, maybe maybe we should start right there. I think maybe we want to go through just real quick every team, just, just real quick call out a couple spots here on every team. I think we do that. We do that pretty much every week in our regular weekly recaps, too. So we got to give everybody some shit real quick. So let's start with Freelancer since he was the auto draft. Logan, your call out is clearly where are the running backs, which I hear you. I mean, you might be starting Chris Thompson week one, which will be interesting. But uh, beyond that, I'm not seeing much. His quarterbacks are Fitzpatrick and Trubisky. So I, I think that's probably enough said there. I just don't get how he had like nothing. I mean, he didn't take quarterbacks and his tight end is still Blake Jarwin. Like, <laughs> how did he not get anybody? Um, yeah. yeah, Michael Thomas falling to him at nine was yeah, was a gift, works. and I've seen firsthand how he can carry a team. But you know, yeah, I mean, I don't. Year. I mean, he was and like the victim of the auto draft too, to some extent, right? Like if if he was actually picking these picks, there's no way, right? Right. Yeah, we're still going to give him shit though. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, he deserves it. He allowed the auto draft to ruin his team, but. <laughs> Moving on, who want to pick a team next? We're saving our three for last. Um, I'm at C-City. C-City went with Dak early, which is interesting. I mean, interesting. can I just say, if, if I'm C-City and I'm drafting this team next year, I'm feeling real good about it. <laughs> right. I got a lot of young talent, a One, lot of young two, running backs. Three, three rookies. Um, no, I got four rookies. Four five rookies. rookies. I hope C-City knows they can't keep anybody going into next season. I mean – this is we the asked. team that I drafted two years ago to planning on winning the league this year before we reset. Like, this is it. Just It's all of those rookie running backs who all have amazing upside. Hey, and maybe a couple of them hit right away. We will, uh, we will see. I do like their, their top players because I think Dak – I actually like Derek Carr a little bit. And then the two tight end strategy – um, so like we were saying, like you don't need your top two or three players to be running backs. So if they just hit on one of those, whether it's Jonathan Taylor or Cam Akers, their top five doesn't look too bad. Now the wide receivers is where I have the biggest question. I, I don't, I don't see how Judy's going to really play much early. Justin Jefferson's not going to get a ton of snaps, maybe out of necessity, but the Vikings two tight ends and run the ball. So they'd be starting, uh, I don't know, Christian Kirk and Ruggs. I mean, I, that's – I don't know about that. 14-team league. It gets tough. Like, everyone's going to have something, except for Logan probably. 
Yeah, except for Lonnie. Um, I mean, I just, I will, I will give them credit on. I, I'm not down on Derek Carr, and so between Dak and Derek Carr, I actually think that's a really. Derek Carr is a pretty solid super flex play going into the season for Vegas that I think they, they should be in a good spot there. Probably. Absolutely. I agree. And then you have Kelsey and you have Evan Ingram in the other flex spot. So those top four are not an issue. I think those, that's a really solid top four. It's just, you have to start two wide receivers. Who do you pick from their, I mean, Christian Kirk, because he's the only one who's actually played it down in the NFL. <laughs> That's what they're That's going for. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right, who's next? Just randomly picking teams now. Prime time, uh, third pick overall. I have to say, I was expecting him to pick a running back here. Um, was pleasantly surprised because I wanted Saquon, so he took Zeke, um, and then Kyler Murray and Tannehill are his top quarterbacks. Uh, thoughts on prime time? I thought he did a good job. I, I like his team a lot. Not that I know anything because my team kind of sucks on paper, but I really like Kyler this year. I really like Zeke this year. And I really like Miles Sanders. So I think he nailed his top three picks, which easier said than done. And then from there, he just brought in a lot of solid depth. Like maybe he doesn't have a stud wide receiver, but AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, Hollywood, Brian Brown, Marvin Jones, like, you could yep. start any of them any week and be completely fine, and they would, like, absolutely perform. Like, the, the Titans offense, I actually think, is going to be pretty solid. So Tannehill in your flex spot or super flex spot, this this is a playoff team. I agree. I think this is a contending team. I really do. I think this is a contending team. And I think Alexander Madison could be a sleeper because Dalvin Cook's holding out. Um, so – early on in that flex spot, potentially that, that could be a sleeper and he might have three legit starting running backs. That was a good risk. I mean, the, the big glaring hole here is tight end. He's got Eric Ebron, which is not ideal. I didn't even know he was on a team, honestly. Yeah. Right. So what you say, what you will about Eric Ebron last year, he was a top five tight end. So like, no, 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 he was not top five. Don't be ridiculous. Not in our league. I mean, it says right there he had 96.5 points. Yikes. That's not good. Um, it's actually really bad. Nice work by primetime. You guys can no, figure that I'm gonna out. I'm going to prove this wrong because he was actually really good. Okay. You can prove that wrong. Regardless, I think I'm it was two team. years ago that he was really good. Um, yeah. No. Yes, he was. Um but I mean, obviously, he's got a different team now. He's also sharing targets with Vance McDonald, so there are plenty of questions there. But let's, yeah. but Ebron last year was not bad at all. He, last year, he only had thirty-one catches and three touchdowns. Twenty eighteen, sixty-six catches, seven hundred fifty yards, and thirteen touchdowns. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of. So you're a little, you know, I know, I know you like building for two years ahead, which is hard to do in a in a redraft year, but um, yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Warriors uh, picked second overall and was the first to take a quarterback. Uh, I don't think they regret it, though. I mean, it's Lamar Jackson, right? So uh, I don't love this team. (laughs) The the running backs scare me a lot in that I don't know if any of them are going to play that much. Um, Yeah. 
I have a question for you guys. When you were thinking about the draft, did you think Lamar would be the first quarterback taken? And were you yes. sure of that? If, yeah, that was my guess. Yeah, I one, he's just super cool. Two, <laughs> um, exactly why I picked him the other night. He's yeah, like it's fun. just a good, like, yeah, it's just I a cool guy to watch. I want to watch him play football. Like, really, that's what it comes down to. Um, and uh, if I wasn't going to take McCaffrey, I wasn't going to take Lamar. Like, that's what it came down to. So I just assumed he would be first, even though I know, according to like all of like the experts. Uh, Mahomes is one and Lamar's two, but I just like Lamar more. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking too. But the more I looked at it, Mahomes was ahead of him everywhere, and not just by a spot or two, like six, seven, eight spots, almost to a point where Mahomes was maybe only going to be the first quarterback taken, the only quarterback taken in the first round in like a ten-team standard league. So, um, not that I'm surprised, but. I was actually more surprised that you took McCaffrey first. I thought you might just go ahead and take Lamar, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, this will be a good example of does a strong quarterback core make up for the rest of the team not being very strong? Because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I don't, he's ranked so low, but I mean, he's, he's Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers, right? Yeah, yeah. So he can always have a good year. I mean, he's um, also Aaron Rodgers, so. who's just, he's been literally like, everyone has just maligned him all off season and they drafted his backup. Like if there was ever going to be like, and he know he's someone who's just like so cocky, so arrogant as a massive chip on his shoulder that like no one has put there other than himself. Like if there's ever a year where he's just going to go, go off, like this would be it. And so those quarterbacks with Aaron Rodgers in the flex, I, I think this team is okay. A lot, a lot of questions at, at running back. Nothing against our good buddy Melvin, but new team sharing the load, kind of. It'll be interesting um, to see how, how the year progresses for the, uh, the ultimate Warriors, that's for sure. Yeah, and I really, I really like Rodgers. As someone who hates Aaron Rodgers but loves Aaron Rodgers, I think that was a great pick. He was going to be my pick at the end of the fifth round. Um, so I was surprised to see him kind of go that early, but I really like that. I will say though, if you, to stick with what I was saying earlier, who's his top four? His top four are Lamar Rogers and DeAndre Hopkins. And who's his fourth? Melvin Gordon. That's where the drop off is, and that's where I'm a little bit nervous for him. Blue thirty two came in. We were all like, "Does he even know there's a draft?" He actually did know there was a draft. Uh, and according to my app here, an A-plus grade for Blue 32. I don't know if I totally agree, but he's just solid down the line. Uh, good quarterbacks or depth all the way down. Solid running backs, wide receivers, tight ends all the way through. So, But the star power is not really there. So I feel like this could go either way. Like His team could all just play average and underperform. Um, but solid throughout the lineup. I agree. I mean, solid, solid throughout the lineup. It comes down to Josh Jacobs. If Josh Jacobs is what he's supposed to be, it is his true lockdown, you know, 20 points a week type guy. Brian is going to be in the semifinals or better. Uh, I mean, okay. Maybe I, 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 do you like Tyreek Hill? That's a big question. I mean, yes. Like, don't get, like Tyreek Hill is fantastic. I really like DK Metcalf. 
for sure. I think that the question comes in is at those running back positions. It's running like, back, yeah. Josh Jacobs is is a great running back, and I think people are expecting a lot of him this year. Then you go to Ronald Jones, who looked to be a good pick up until about three hours ago until Leonard Fournette, <laughs> right? Matt Breida is now really just a third down back, and Tony Pollard's value is dependent on, like, Zeke being injured. You still got to play two of them. And I don't know that and, – and not and I think I'm in a very similar position with my running backs after McCaffrey, so I, I want to not be too harsh. But I also think there's a difference between Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs, and I think that's the – that's the question that he's going to have to to handle and deal with throughout the course of uh, the course of the year here. So, uh, questions, but maybe there's an injury, maybe something happens, and he'll be fine. I'm not ready to say a contender with that team quite yet, but not bad, not bad at all. There you go. But- not bad, Brian. Congratulations. Uh, Birds of Prey barely made the draft, but did. Let's see what we got here on my thing. He got a C plus, so not very good. Uh, but thanks for joining. Uh, Aaron jo- Jones with the 14th pick, and then he went quarterback with Deshaun Watson. And yeah, I don't know. He's fine. Just nothing exciting here. <laughs> I'm just looking at all these picks. I'm like, eh, don't like him. Don't love him. Yeah, see, uh, see, to me, so when you put this team, which is, is like a like a not, not really bad, but like not really good across the board, it makes a team like Brian's, to me, look like a contending team. Where it's kind of like, there's some bright spots, but it's also like, wait, is David Johnson actually going to be good? Which, I mean, if David Johnson rewinds the clock a couple of years, that changes everything here. But that's a big if, you know, DJ Chark, who knows about that whole team, to be honest. And then Adam Thielen, to me, as a negative Vikings fan like we all are, without Diggs there, I mean, Thielen's going to be blanketed constantly. So I think his wide receivers here are my, my biggest issue. Yeah, some questions at, at wide receiver. I think I, this will be another, like, I think Cam in New England – I think he could probably end up being like just stupid good and just pissing us all off all year with him being like, and like the Patriots somehow still being good. Um, Between that, I mean, David Johnson is going to get a ton of carries. He's going to get the opportunity there. Who knows if he still has anything left, but yeah, wide receiver is very much meh and we will we will see, but I'm not going to uh, be rude to a team that drafted Aaron Jones right away because you gotta love the the faith that you have in the Packers. That is for sure. Good for them. CR Pies definitely joined the draft and made sure we knew when it was his pick. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> Shouty shouted at us all night. Thanks to thanks to Craig. Uh, I like this team. I feel like. I mean, the quarterbacks, okay, a little weaker, didn't go early, but I think saved himself a little bit there. We'll see about Cousins. But really like his running back depth. And uh, tight end, obviously, is strong with Zach Ertz. And then the wide receiver core, a lot of just solid players. Like, you can play all these guys pretty comfortably. 
the question is, will any of them be able to go off? Like what's the upside in the wide receiver core? There's, there feels, seems to be a lot of high floor, not a lot of high ceiling guys. Yeah, this is a very solid team. I think they will be very competitive. I don't know what your draft grade gave them. Um, I'm, I'm assuming given the a. an A, I mean that in a 14 team league to have, I don't care what weird rules we have, Henry Carson and Connor as like your right. three running backs, you're going to have that low floor that you'll comp- compete every week. So I, I expect uh, expect good things from uh, from this team for sure. I agree. I think they're similar to Brian's team, maybe just a touch better across the board. Um, not in every single position, but just overall uh, solid across the board with a little bit higher upside, in my opinion. I mean, it's interesting. Derrick Henry, obviously, tremendous year last year. Can you repeat that? Chris Carson was great last year when he was healthy. And James Conner had a regression year, but is he going to be that staple back in that backfield? If, if that's the case, and he's starting those three running backs, we've seen that carry teams in this league. Well, and, and um, for and the Eagles, too. this year. With 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 Ertz, like um, Rager's already hurt. Deshaun Jackson is good, but a hundred years old. You know that Carson Wentz will just continue to throw him the ball. And do we still have that weird tight end rule where you get extra points? Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, then yeah. I mean, this is a really solid team. Yeah, I, uh, I expect good things. I think this is this might be my favorite team we've talked about so far, along with prime time. Damn, high praise from Dan. Damn, the one, Craig's the team. One, the one, the one catch will be, especially for Stafford and Cousins. They have historically been a very high passing yardage quarterbacks, not always very high for touchdowns. And so, since we did a number to the points that those quarterbacks will score, and decreased it just for yards. How much are those two quarterbacks specifically hurt by those rule changes? I guess we will uh, we will wait and see. Good point. Thank you. Great analysis that you get from the Dynasty Time podcast. Uh, Bobby FC, he came in and said, fuck the super flex, guys. I don't care. And so he didn't pick a quarterback until round six, uh, but did himself pretty well. A minus on the app here. Uh, I particularly – like his uh ooh, i don't know i don't like his running backs actually he has a lot of them as per usual um it, it's a decent team i i like i like what he's got going on uh wide receiver i uh, got two solid guys could be three um so yeah i think he's solid up and down again it's it's one of those situations where i think similar to to craig it's it's high floor guys for some of these yeah, to me, there's there's not a lot of depth on Bobby's team, but I think he has a very, very solid starting lineup to start the year. Right. Roethlisberger, Drake, Kamara, Evans, Woods, Higby, Waller. I mean, he's got a very solid starting week one roster. It's just how does that progress? Does Kenyon Drake stay healthy? And does he have the magic that he, you know, he showed last year? Um and then, yeah, I mean, Phillip Rivers, right? I, I think it's going to be interesting. Phillip Rivers in this league, I feel like has been relevant somehow for a long time, maybe just because the guy's 40 and he's somehow still slinging it. But that's going to be a huge, huge key for Bobby's team throughout the year, which 
do you want Philip Rivers to be a huge key for you? I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, I, this is another team that I, I really like. There's consistency at the running back position. The tight end is a top five tight end to me. Um, again, Big Ben throws for a lot of yards. Will he get this in the end zone? That will be the question. Um, another team that should, in my mind, be a playoff contender as we go forward, as long as everyone stays healthy, because I think there is questions, a bit of a drop-off from a talent perspective around the bench. So that would be the, the concern for Bobby here. But I can't find much fault with what he did, given where he was picking, that's for sure. Yeah, I think he did great. And I actually like where he's going with the two tight ends there, because I think those are two legit top, you know, eight-ish tight ends that in our league matters a ton. And so that fills in for a lack of depth of wide receiver. So I agree with you. I think Bobby's a contender for sure. Jutan Clan. Just a beautiful beard going tonight, Bobby. Just a great Zoom background. He was ready to go. Uh, yeah, so Jutan Clan received a C-plus over here. Uh, this team is interesting. I don't blame him at all for picking Mahomes at eight. I mean, he dropped there. So I, I, I like that pick. I like the Nick Chubb pick uh, in the second round. Uh, but after that, I feel like things sort of went awry. Uh, Juju's not a bad pick, but those wide receivers get interesting very quick with Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Perriman. I mean, you got to play one of those guys. Um, and then at tight end, you're banking a lot on, on a Gronk. <laughs> uh, so don't love this team right now as currently constructed. It's, it's, this team is going to be the, a very good test case for our two QB things because yeah. the home is you, you know, is going to light it, light it up. Matt Ryan is an MVP in the, in, in the NFL who they're going to chuck it a ton. And by taking those picks and passing up on some of the other wide receivers that he could have taken when he took Matt Ryan, Lockett, Parker, Metcalf, like those right there, that changes the dynamics of that team a lot. And if it ends up working out for him, um, then um, maybe we, we get a blueprint of like how the value of the quarterbacks is actually going to be. Um, but that wide receiver group is that's tough. Oof. <laughs> but who, what do I know? Who knows? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean, I love Mahomes and Matt Ryan in our league. I mean, I, I think they're going to be high touchdown, maybe one and two in the league in touchdown passes this year. Um, so I really like that. And I'm, I'm a huge Devin Singletary fan. Uh, so to me, that is the key for his whole team. If Devin Singletary is a legit top, you know, whatever the number is in our league, 20, 17, 15, you know, probably top 20 running back solid every week, then I'm, I'm a big fan of this team. Cause I think Gronk's going to be solid. I really do. He's going to be back a lot of touchdowns. So I, I'm not ready to say Jutang clan is up there with, you know, maybe Bobby Craig and, and uh, prime time, but, but maybe kind of in that blue 32 group, that's going to kind of go either way, be fighting for the, you know, seven, eight seed in the playoffs. The green hell barely made it, uh, but he did. And he was excited to be in the draft. Uh, this will be the opposite test case. Uh, what if you didn't pick a quarterback? 
and we'll see what happens. Uh, Joe Burrow, Teddy Bridgewater, and Tua. So really loving those rookies. Uh, and then I got to say that first pick was the first shock of the draft when Dalvin Cook went fifth. Uh, with everything surrounding him, I, I just big risk there. Gurley's a risk. Fournette just signed with a team, so who knows? I mean, did um, he even know that Fournette had signed when he picked him? Know. Like, let's be real. I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the receiving core is on Jacksonville, maybe. Yeah, maybe. The receiving core is also interesting. I mean, DJ Moore and Cup, you could play him. Yeah, I mean, that, here's the deal. Like, I you know. I will just to defend the the green hell here. There's just as many questions around Elvin Kamara right now as as there is Dalvin Cook, and if you're not and you feel confident that you need a wide or a running back, I don't fault that pick that much. Um, from there, it gets a little interesting, but I mean during the draft there was a lot of hate for DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, a couple of these guys, and I just don't. I guess I don't get why the why the hate of or why they were like ridiculed compared to the guys that they were being drafted around. So I think his wide receiver core for when he drafted them is actually pretty, is pretty solid. So again, I don't know how this team will do without real quarterbacks, but um, I, I, I see the defense of the picks. I get, I get the logic to them. I do. Well, and the, the running backs could be really good. Yeah, like if if Gurley actually gets the touches he needs, and he, and he stays healthy, I mean, you could have two of the top five running backs, right? So, I, I, I like what he did, I, and I like how he actually picked Fournette um, as kind of a, a the next guy as a risk. But I'm going to disagree with Logan on the Dalvin Cook versus Alvin Kamara thing. Vikings have no money. Um, and the Saints do, and the Saints are nearing a contract agreement with Kamara. And Dalvin Cook is, I don't. But they both all right. So they, they they both said they're going to play. They're both not actually holding out. I don't know. They both missed a couple days of practice here or there just to do their thing. Yeah. I don't see that there's that much of a difference. Now I would just one for one. I would take Kamara over Cook. But to, to say that there's all this controversy around Cook and why could you pick him versus Kamara, that doesn't feel, feel right to me. That's all. And, well, and not, you know, I'll disagree with you again right there. If, if no holdouts were the case and they're both going to be healthy playing a full season, Dalvin Cook's the pick. I mean, he's the Vikings offense entirely, whereas the Saints have like 14 weapons and Taysom Hill takes enough of everybody's touches and touchdowns that – that's that's enough to give me a little bit. I'm not saying Kamara's bad, I, but I think Dalvin Cook's the pick if there's no question marks. But, I, I think there's some homerism in there, and that's okay. We can, I guess, let the season play out, and we will see. You know me better than that to know that uh, I took you know I took Joe Mixon over Dalvin Cook last year, uh, which was laughable until Joe Mixon won me a championship. But um, the last thing I'll say here about Lav's team. I like I like his team. I really like Joe Burrow. But when Joe Burrow is your guy, that has to be that consistent. Now in our super flex league, has to be your consistent number one quarterback. You know, maybe some crossing of the fingers there on on that weird Cincinnati team. But hey, AJ Green Renaissance here it comes with 
with Joe Burrow with an X. Don't hate that. Uh, the Misfits, the other tine. Uh, B plus over here and pretty impressive since he's, he's rescheduling a wedding during the draft. So uh, what do we got here? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, his boy, his wide receivers. I, I like a lot. Uh, he went early. I think Beckham, if he's actually what he could be, this wide receiver core could be the best in the league. Uh, but he has Jonus Smith as a tight end, and you know me, I'm a tight end guy, so don't love seeing that. I love that pick. I, I'm actually surprised he lasted to the 12th round. I was so late. I, yeah. I, I like that pick. I agree on the wide receivers. I think Beckham is going to have a bounce back. I do. If Will Fuller can stay healthy, which you could probably say that about a bunch of really talented wide receivers in the NFL. Like, oh, what if Kevin White could stay healthy? Or what if Allen Robinson, I don't know, Nate go down the list, right? But if Will Fuller stays healthy as that number one wide receiver there, that's going to be a good wide receiver core. And we've seen how in this league, three really good wide receivers, PPR style, can actually really, you know, bring you as a contender in this league. I mean, you could say the same thing with Debo as well. Like, they're like – in San Francisco, uh, like his wide receiver group to me is probably right up there with freelancers in terms of uh, the best wide receiver core in the league. Um, but I just think like when you compare his running backs to freelancers running backs, like there's just no comparison. Like Edwards Hilaire in most leagues is a first round draft pick, a mid first round draft pick. Lev Bell, yes, there's some questions, but he's still going to catch a ton of passes and he's still going to like do his thing. There's, there's no one else there. Like he's going to like get, get the ball, like every play. Um, to me, the question for Luke is, is going to be in this group of three very interesting, if not questionable quarterbacks. I mean, a year ago, Baker Mayfield was a top five fantasy quarterback that where people were drafting him and he flamed out pairing him, like giving him another year, like maybe Baker turns into what people think he can be. Um, and who knows, like with, with the, with the Bud Light pressure that Gardner Minshew has now with that new promotion, which by the way is brilliant marketing, by the way, for that. Um, who knows? I, I, I like this team. I, I don't like to say that about Luke, but I, I think it's a good team that will, will definitely complete for a playoff spot for sure. I agree on Le'Veon Bell. I actually like the Le'Veon Bell pick in the fourth round. I think he's going to have a good season. We've said this before on some other teams, though. Not a lot of depth here on Luke's team, um, but it'll be interesting. If Lev Bell and, and Edwards Hilaire, like who the hell knows what he's going to be, honestly. I was terrified to take him. I'd love – maybe Luke will join us next week or recently, you know, sometime soon. I would be – I was terrified to even consider him with – either of my first two picks, which I passed on him twice. I mean, I took so, him and you guys know in, in my, in my other league that I was like messaging you guys about, I took him in the first round right away at yeah. seven overall. Um, keeper league though. Well, I couldn't keep him though. There's no keep, like, but mm -hmm. that's beside the point. Like we don't need to discuss another league here, but the, the. Yeah, keep it off the pod. Connect. You brought uh, it up. <laughs> there's the, but, but I would say, I think there's, there's a reason that the, people who are like really invested in track this stuff and follow this closely are so high on him. Yeah. Um, and Andy Reid offense always features an insane running back where possible. And he's it. 
Like that's what they got, and they used a first round draft pick on him. Like Darwin Thompson. Uh, okay. I'm joking. Let's move on. Good job, Luke. I think that's everybody that isn't us. Did I miss anyone? I don't think so. Uh, so who do we want to go to? Mendez? Sure. Let's talk Dan. Do we talk? Uh, wait, do we, do we, we got, oh, we did get Todd and Karen. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let me have it. Let me have it, Logan. Well, I'll no, no, you, no, no. I think I'll I give think you, I'll you give should... you 60 seconds without saying anything. I, I got, I mean, I don't need 60 seconds to tell you your team sucks. <laughs> According to Scott's app, I actually didn't do too bad, but uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of my team, but uh, I I told myself coming in that I was going to do one thing, and I did the opposite based on what happened. I thought quarterbacks would go earlier, like we kind of talked about, um, like really early. So I I feel like you know my my two picks of running back early were you know kind of what they had to be with what I was what I was left with. Um, and then I, I knew I was going to take flyers on quarterbacks. I knew I was going to take either Brady or Jones or Stafford kind of in that mid round range and just hope they panned out and, and play both of them every week. Yeah. I mean, I think that the big question that I, for me, as I look, I look, look at the team, the wide receivers, I, I really do like, especially in the half PPR first down model, there's a lot of between Edelman, like, I, I like Edelman in that regard, Jarvis Landry in that regard, moving the chains, getting points that, that way. Eckler's going to catch a ton of balls, so I like that. The question that I have is, outside of those first two running backs, like, it gets kind of... Not kind of. It gets, it gets horrible. It gets sketchy. I uh, would we'd have to look at this closer, but I might have the worst running back depth in the league, but I probably have the most running backs in the league. It's never a good thing. You're up there. Yeah, I mean, I, if I if I look at it and I'm kind of looking through this, I mean, this it's a team that I would I would suspect will because I know you will be involved working the waiver wire and trades and doing what you can. Like, should absolutely be like competing for a playoff spot. I think the question is: is Tom Brady and Daniel Jones at QB are those the quarterbacks to do it and how do we manage through the running back situation that you got going here that would be those would be the two big questions that i would have with great in-season management you know we think you have a 65 percent chance of making the playoffs so <laughs> that's what it. but we we anticipate great in-season management yeah. from you dan yes that's fair i i anticipate that from all of us to be honest uh Logan, you want to go you or me? You pick. It's up to you. You're the boss. All right, let's end with you because you apparently had the best draft. So we'll go to me. Uh, a grade of A+. plus. Damn, not bad. Um, yeah, what do you guys think of Badger Pride? I, I like your team. I don't see an A+, plus, but I like your team because you have – Saquon Barkley, who I think is going to be the best running back of the year. You have Kenny Galladay, who I think is going to be a top five wide receiver this year. Calvin Ridley was also going to be very good. And George Kittle. Those are your top four. I am very questioning the quarterback situation. Um, that's, that's my big one there. I mean, if Carlos Wentz is healthy, it does his thing. Yes, I agree. But I don't think the dude can be healthy. 
Yeah, I mean, given given the picks that you made all the way through, I don't know too many situations where I would have done much different, honestly. Right. I, I, I really I agree I think with that. the team that you built is incredibly solid. Um the Kittle pick is wonderful. Galladay, really like that pick. To me, the turning point for you in the draft where it went from a really good team to a great team is rounds five and six, getting Ridley and McLaren back-to-back like that. Like, those are Incur. wide receiver twos at minimum. And the fact that you're going to have them where you got them, where you got them, um, is, is pretty remarkable. So, um, yes, maybe some questions at quarterback. Is Garoppolo good? I have no idea. The other running back that you're going to start with, Saquon, who knows who that is? Oh, boy. Uh, but I like that. Yeah, I think that's the big question. The running if back's look, the issue. If I look at your team, though, and I look at the grades that I've got here, I mean, this is a top 14. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check myself a little bit. I, I didn't mean to sound – too negative because I actually really like this team because he's got two good tight ends, um, I think. So you don't need that second quarterback in the super flex. And I I believe that's kind of what you were going with was you weren't going to overreach on a quarterback and you're not going to need or plan to use Garoppolo as your staple at super flex when you have two good tight ends, three really good wide receivers. And I actually think I mean, carry-on to me is going to be the guy. I think carry-on is going to be the guy. I did not understand the DeAndre Swift love in fantasy. I love him as a player, but I did not understand the super love, um, you know, for him, you know, like over carry-on. Like I saw him over carry-on in a lot of spots, which to me didn't make any sense. So again, week one, I think Scott is going to come out on fire and I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up, you know, 150, 160 week one. Mm, That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, carry on went behind Swift here. Um, wow. yeah, we'll like, see. I mean, well, he I have went too many lines, after him. so that's an issue. I mean, um, Swift went in the fourth round, and carry on went in the seventh. Like, holy yeah. shit. I mean, he was sitting there, and I needed a running backs. But I, yeah, I have too many Lions. That's one issue. Uh, hopefully, Hawkinson can and become something that I can play in the flex. That that was kind of my idea, given the positions. Yeah, I like that. I think he I think he was a great pick in the ninth. Uh, so that leaves us with the NWO on this late hour. A plus grade, actually a ninety-nine percent chance of making the playoffs with great in season management. So congratulations there. Is that good? I, I don't know. I'm not so good with statistics. Still a one percent chance that you don't do it. Uh, I mean, I knew we were in for a problem when Russell Wilson dropped to him. Uh, yeah. And then so the I, other one, the other one I'd just say that pissed me off was when Hunter Henry fell to you. Yeah. Like you weren't even thinking about tight end and it's like, Oh, we'll just give you Hunter Henry, I guess. It's funny that you say that. Cause I was going to take him and I was like, I do not want two chargers. Like I used up my chargerness on Eckler in the fucking first round. So I just couldn't, I think the auto draft tried to give me Henry cause he was in my damn work list which we all know and love now um, love the work list so i think yes 100 injuries is steel in the eighth round i'm going to try to be as objective as possible here and this is not to discredit logan's team but when you have the number one overall pick and you get the cheat code in mccaffrey who's going to score who scored more than like 
80 points more than anybody did last year, it's going to give you an A plus. Let's be honest. So I'm not sold on the A plus plus like Logan's acting here, but I do absolutely love Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. I think Russell Wilson and Josh Allen are staples every single week going to be leading your team, obviously with McCaffrey, you're going to have three of the highest scores maybe every week. And then if Godwin meshes with, with uh, Brady, yes, I think Logan's going to be right there. And I probably put him, I'm going to say two or three uh, so far preseason. We'll see what the DP odds makers come up with, but I like him in the top three or four for sure preseason. Thank you. <laughs> As he's wearing his Baker Mayfield jersey. No, oh, honestly, so like, so like the thing is, is like, obviously McCaffrey was like the no-brainer. Once I started actually looking at it, it really wasn't that close. Um, and I had no intention of taking a quarterback right until Wilson was just there. So I'm like, oh, well, okay. Um, and then everyone was just like shit talking Allen Robinson for like a <laughs> round and a half. And I'm like, let him keep coming to me. That's fine with me. Like the Bears suck, but someone has to catch the ball and there's literally no one else and he's damn good. Every year, if you look at his statistics, he just performs. That's all he does. And so I was more than happy to do that. I really wanted another running back, but if you leave it, what's interesting, if you look at our draft between between DeAndre Swift going pick 411, there wasn't another running back taken for wow. a yeah. long time. There's just a, such a drop off. Sixth round. Yeah. And so it was reach for a James White or go for another QB. And I just was like, all right, well, let's just do it. So that's how I ended up there. But I'm, I'm honestly pretty pleased. I would expect having the first pick to have a solid team given who you get there, as Dan said. Um, I hope that I like drafted a team that is like knee proof and I don't screw it up too bad during the season here. And I can at least uh, enjoy some, some playoff football in this league for the first time. I think, I think that's a good summary. I think it's a team that doesn't have any holes and you can just play your top eight, nine guys consistently and barring injuries, you're going to be fine. I mean, you're going to have a decision every week at that second running back spot. But again, with McCaffrey, like, yes, your second running back is probably going to be a little lesser. And we know there's potential upside with, you know, Jordan Howard being healthy, getting a ton of carries, Zach Moss, people love. So I, I think it's it's a really solid team. Cortland Sutton, by the way, does anybody else love him this year? I have him in my other league. Um, you actually have four guys that I have in my other league, uh, including Russell Wilson. So I'm you know, a little biased there, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I like Sutton it. was another one. I'm like, if he's there, okay, sure. <laughs> like it was kind of one of those. So um, I, if everyone seems to be jumping on this Drew Locke bandwagon too, that they think like he's the guy who could, who could do it. And so if he is as good as it's kind of being slowly hyped to be, Sutton seems to be a, a solid number three wide receiver to say the least. So we will see how. Well, there you go. That is a run around the league on draft night. Um, Dan, I believe you're having a baby in like four days, uh, five days, maybe. Yes. Within five days. It will not be. (laughs) There's officially an appointment scheduled for uh, Labor Day at 11 a.m. Wow. 
So wait, so labor, wait, labor Day That's is Labor amazing. Day? Yeah, oh. I, I know. I, you're only the 19th person who said that to me today. Hey, but, uh, no, it's, it's happening. The due date was the 14th, but the 7th is going to be the latest we'll go. So the good news is the baby will be here and we'll be home before I got to set my lineup on that first Thursday. Otherwise, I'd go. be calling Scott from the hospital being like, hey, can you log into my shit and do my lineup for me? Do like, you know wow. my phone? You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> if I'm like, you know, in the hospital. I'm hey, I, I call Scott each week to set my line up too. I refuse to do it. I just said like, hey, this is who I want. <laughs> you weren't so, supposed was, to tell that was, anyone that. <laughs> that was kind of a shot at like some people last year. We had some sketchy last second. Oh, I started this guy or, oh, I told Scott this or, you know, some bullshit like that. Well, so my, my first year in this league, I did that like three weeks in a row and like, I thought I did it right, and apparently, like, I just didn't know how to use the app and actually kept screwing it up. And, like, yeah. I remember that, like, text from you, Scott. You're just like, Logan, you can't keep doing this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I was But now nice you've come it. to love it. Now you've come to love the site. Yes, yeah, And we have a beautiful mobile site, so you don't even have to use the app. You can use the beautiful mobile site with the new beautiful blue buttons on top. And it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm, Gotta love the blue buttons. Oh boy, what are you showing us here, Logan? No, I'm just I'm just saying I'm not actually using the site because I can't figure it out. So I load it into a different site and then just work off of that one. Wow. Whatever you gotta do. Yeah, but that's, that done. makes me sad because I put a lot of work into the site. So I need people to visit it. Please. No, well just... I sorry, I should I shouldn't be so rude. I just pay like four ninety nine a month for this site, so I figure I need to get my money's worth like for this two go. weeks. That I actually, get that makes sense. more sense. That makes more sense. I just have one last question, Logan. Is the Baker Mayfield jersey like ironic, or is it legit? You're a Baker Mayfield fan. No, I am a huge legit. This is there's no irony here. I am a huge, huge Baker Mayfield fan. Thirty seconds. Why? Um. He, I was listening to the radio when he was interviewed by Colin Cowherd, and Colin was being an absolute like, jackass to him and yeah, put him in his place so perfectly. Um, there is an attitude and confidence about him that I really appreciate. Also, I've always liked the Browns, and so when he went to the Browns, he like it was just like a natural fit. Um, also, like half of the Browns management team is like the former Packers management team. And they kind of all came over there to try to rebuild that franchise as well. So I have always had a soft spot for them. And so when a player that I really like went over there, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show my support by buying a counterfeit jersey from China. There you go. So there you go. That's the truth. Thanks. That's great. What a story. All right. <laughs> you asked. I don't really, like, I wasn't... I thought it was I'm just great, sad yeah. that you were w listening to Colin Coward for some reason. Right. That should not be happening. Well, uh, sorry, what, a, what an episode this has been. Epic, really. Uh, thanks to everyone for a great draft. Um, excited, kind of sad that this is not a keeper draft. And we'll do this all again next year. But, um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to have, like, good players in the fourth round. It's weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, congrats to Dan and family, and we will be uh, talking to him soon. And that's all I got. We'll see you sometime during week one. Bye. Bye. Bye.